We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm your host, Carlin Alves, and with me today, 2K Coach, co-founder of Streambeat, Frankie G. What it do, fools? What's going on, G? How's it going, Frankie? It's going good. It's been a while since we've been on a pod together. I know. It feels like I haven't been on a pod in like two months. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been hangover time heavy. We had to cancel on Monday. We had actually a fun show. I'm actually really excited, guys. On Monday at 7 p.m., I'm not going to unveil the guests yet, but we have a really, really special guest that's coming on. Uh, this is a big get for us. She's incredible. That's the only hint I'll give you. Uh, but she's she's big time, and we're really excited. She's uh, she's goaded. So we're, we're, we're be on the lookout for that. 7 p.m. on Monday. I believe there's a programming change. I believe there's a hangover time tomorrow at seven uh, after the game, not tonight, not Friday night. So just a bit of a programming note. Uh, we'll update you on our Twitter page at MI Heat Beat. You can follow me at Genavis103. You can follow Frankie at Frankie G underscore to kind of find us on social media. Listen, let's have a good time over there. Also on Instagram at MI Heat Beat. Uh, shout out to the YouTube audience. We love you. And I, I know I got to give my uh, <laughs> crap, <laughs> crap photographer in chat said Ashton Nicole Moss finally. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I'm not unveiling who it is. Uh, it's somebody good. Uh, I, I, yeah, so lots of lots of fun stuff. Shout out to the YouTube audience. You guys have been great. Keeping us strong in the off season. Shout out to our patrons. Uh, Patreon.com slash my Mihipi. Shout out to the Twitch audience that's in chat right now. We love you guys. You keep it fun and exciting. And today we're going to we're going to do we're going to vibe a little bit. Today's a bit of a vibe day. Uh, you know, there's not a lot that we have planned. Uh, so that that's, you know, I, these are kind of like my favorite shows. You know what I mean? Like these are not, you know, we're going to talk a little bit of Colin Sexton and we'll start and we'll kind of wander around. We'll wander around the league. We'll, we'll see what chat wants to talk about. Frankie, we haven't talked about this yet. The uh, the the rumor. So I've, I've talked to some friends in the league, right? And I'm pretty proud that I could say I have friends in the league. You know, it's a cool thing for me to say. But uh, I've talked. This guy, yeah. So I've talked to some of my friends in the league, and I've heard from a couple people that, and it's come from a different from different places that there is some smoke with Colin Sexton to the Heat. Now, whether that means it's going to happen or not, I don't know. 
but there is smoke. There, there is something going on there, and, and multiple people have said it to me, and we're all getting it from different places. I, I, I talked to a good friend of mine who uh, I really think his information has been like pretty freaking rock solid. Always, I don't always report what he tells me, but um, <laughs> you know, there's there's something there. Now, from what I'm understanding in this situation, is that the Cavs would like to keep Colin Sexton. It's just a matter of the number for his extension and how high they want to go. And if Miami's willing to go high enough, you know, it, it might be it might be something to, to look at. Now, also remember that, you know, um, Collins agent is the same as Donovan Mitchell's agent. And, and you know, Donovan got the bag. And, and you know, statistically at, at age 22, they've had similar statistical seasons. I wouldn't say that Collins as good as Donovan. But, you know, you could see the agent making the argument f- for the bag that, that Mitchell got. So that that's kind of where we're at. I do think that. Salary wise, it's easy to make a trade happen. You know, you have a lot, you have a uh, Tyler and, and Precious, and you give Cleveland some cost controlled young players uh, for a guy that they didn't want to pay. You know, they could probably get outbid, but that's kind of the deal with every trade. But Frankie, I like the fit for Miami a lot. I do too. Uh, I've been a fan of Colin Sexton ever since the famous on five game. Uh, guy with guts. Uh, you know, competitor. He's improved. Uh, what many said what was going to be his biggest weakness was his jump shot. It to the point where it's a weapon now. He's a very a, a very solid shooter with heavy dose of pull up jumpers. Uh, you know, he would like him to take more threes than twos, uh, but he's he can hit both of them. And uh, he's a competitor. He's a dog. We've seen Jimmy respect him. We've seen him go at Brooklyn uh, and take them on by himself. And he's a, a great young competitor. I understand why Cleveland is hesitant to build around two small guards. You look at Portland and uh, it's hard to build a contender like that. Uh, so, and if they like Garland more, that's fine. Garland is re- a really good young player as well. Uh, but at, for the Miami fit, you have a guy who could hit uh, score at, at two levels. He can get to the rim uh, and, and create for other people. He's more of a score first guy too, but you know, you have Jimmy, you have Bam and they can create for him. And, and as he improves and, and gets more comfortable as a lead guard, he can, he can get grow with Bam and, and you have a long-term fit there. Um, defensively, he's not going to be the ball stopper point of attack guy we want, but he's going to compete. And, you know, that's this is where Spolstra and heat culture takes into effect. And uh, uh, we've heard rumors that this is, this would likely include Kevin Love. Uh, I saw uh, Greg Sylvander from uh, uh, Five Reasons talk about that. Who? I don't – I. Lefty Leif, I had to give him the, the professional call out. Uh, shout out to Leif. Shout He's the man. Leif, that's family. Uh, but he, you know, I, I, uh, he also meant, as I'm also mentioned, um, on Twitter that this isn't like one of the top priority moves. This would be like plan C plan D most likely. Um, so, you know, if it's comes to that, that's not, this isn't a terrible fallback option. I like Sexton a lot more than heroes, uh, upside and, uh, even love. I think love could be a vet, the kind of veteran, that would have could have a bounce back year. He's on the Olympic team. We know how great the the players who play in the Olympics uh, usually go into the next season. It would be a fresh start. He'd fit re- perfectly next to Bam offensively, and he ha- he has two years re- uh, remaining on his deal. If it doesn't work out this year, you have a large salary on an expiring that you can uh, match a contract with and and try to trade. Uh, I'm all for it. 
So Colin, 40% uh, catch and shoot, three-point shooter last season, 31% pull-up guy. Uh, so the pull-up's not really there, but it's it's at least a number that, you know, you can see hopefully going up. The tech catch shoot's interesting because you could play him off ball. You can have Jimmy kind of, you know, be, be a, a creator. You could have other things going around him. I think Colin has a lot of zip. He, he's he's a good guy finishing at the rim. Can, good athlete. Can get, good athlete. They don't have, Frankie, they don't have that. No. Like, it's, it's a it's bam and to that's bam. it. That, it's that's, bam that sucks. and that's it, man. It's they terrible. It, they, they all their young guys are slow, which is ridiculous. Like they're not even bi- like slow and big. They're just slow, small. Especially they're at the guard position. You know, you don't none has some athleticism, uh, but you know, of course, you don't know if he's coming back. And uh, he's he's more of a guy who can who needs like a head of steam to to get going. He's not going to beat you off the cuss off the drive and and get to the rim and, and slam it on you. He needs to be running in transition and stuff. And they have nobody else. They miss guys like DJJ to bring a spark and and. Bring some athleticism to the fucking team. 61, 62% in the restricted area. That, 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 that's pretty good. Miami just needs a little something. You know what I mean? They yeah. they need a guy to get to get into the paint that can kind of create his own shot. He has a 6'8 wingspan. You really like that. Uh, not the greatest playmaker and passer, but I think you have enough guys. Jimmy wants to be in that playmaking role anyway, and I do think that you would need another point guard regardless. So you oh, yeah. can do something like trade for Sexton and sign Lowry or trade for Sexton and sign and trade for Lowry. Like, I think that's still in play. So, you, you know, I think... And I, I said this on our locker room or our, our Spotify green room session, uh, which by the way, you could check those out. We're doing one tomorrow with Jack Alfonso. Um, but I, I said yesterday that a home run from Miami this offseason is not going to be Damian Lillard or Kawhi Leonard or one of these like 1A superstars, right? Like I, I think that that's, that's not realistic. And I think right. we as Heat fans need to understand that it's not, you know, the summer of 2010 was... Um, an unprecedented event and we will very rarely never see that again for Miami. Maybe once, but you know, you know what I mean? It's not something that we're going to see often, but somebody tell Pat Riley that please. Yeah. Somebody tell Pat that, you know, whale watching, you know, you don't need to beluga whale watch. Maybe you get like a smaller whale, like a Colin Sexton and a Lowry. And I think for Miami, you look at the, you look at the Hawks and Suns. All they've done, they they hit their one guys the, in the Booker and Trey, and then they added pieces, good young players to build around them. Good players, good vets, good good players. That's all you need. Just keep adding good players to the team. Miami has good vets. I do. I do think what Miami needs to do is they need to add a little bit of youth because they just don't. And it's not even for the timeline stuff, right? Because like I think I, some people have made like a lot of oh the timeline with Bam. Or this. I just think it's important for them to get somebody with a little quickness, a little zip, a little urgency. Because guys, even Drogic is a little bit in molasses. You know, <laughs> Tyler not a quick guy. You know what I mean? He's young, but doesn't have a lot of zip. You want quick, athletic guys right. to kind of. You need to give your, I don't know, Frankie, I think they really need to give their offense, especially the offense, you need to give it a little bit of change of pace. You need a little bit more variety in the ways that you create shots, not just depending on movement and spacing. Yeah, absolutely. And and you would like to add a little uh, athleticism defensively as well and and be able to score in transition. When, when, when was the last, did we get a highlight dunk all season in transition? Like, it doesn't even feel like it. I can't, no. I can't remember 
uh, a highlight dunk or highlight play in transition that was like, wow, this team is so fun to watch. That, DJJ's that was, not here anymore. <laughs> DJJ's gone. But Bam Bam isn't able to run because he's got to fucking switch out to a guard, box out, do this, and he can't run. Precious didn't get many chances as well. You'd love to be able to make Pre- Precious run uh, free if he's still with the team next year. Uh, the athleticism, we, we talked about this last year for the, for the draft, that they need athleticism on both ends. Uh, pretty much at every position as well. Bam's the only guy they really have. Jimmy's Jimmy's more stock and and technique, nowhere to be. Not you know gonna beat you down the court because of my speed, you know. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Curtis Hero for the tier one sub gifted to Alvaro Navarro. Well, Alvaro's in here a lot, so thank you. Yo, shout uh, out Alvaro and Curtis. Let's go, guys. Yeah, Curtis is amazing. That I love our community. By the way, we raised sixty six hundred dollars for Pride. Um, during our donation drive and the, and the Levitard show uh, auction. And that's not even counting the money that we made on shirts that we're still counting and we're ready to send out. So we'll update you on the on the final total. But really, like in, in, in two nights, we raised $6,600, which is absolutely insane. Like for us, that's the happiest that I've been doing Heat Beat. Um, just, I don't know, being able to make, doing this, that was a community effort. You guys yep. came through, you guys came strong, and and that was something that we have listened Tiff and Brian M and, and Kiamin and Alf and Brass and, and Frankie and everybody had, had poured a lot of hours into making that happen. So uh, thank you guys for helping us raise that much money for really two important causes to us. So again, thank that's like, I fucking love this community. Uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, we'll go through a couple things in chat right now. So I want to get to something that Alvaro asked earlier. How's the Conley fit? I'm not so sure that Conley would leave that situation. It's, it's a good team. Um, I, I would like Conley here. I mean, he solves your point of attack defense. He's a point guard that can kind of get your offense. We'll go in and organize. He was really, really good. I mean, he was like a legit all-star considerate this year. I mean, the numbers with him. He was an all-star. Huh? He was an all-star this year. Mike Conley was an all-star this year? Yeah, he he was like an alternate, but he was uh, he made the t- his first All Star team. Oh, good for you! Oh, that's right, he did. Yes, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, because there was a, there was a lot of a uh, lot going on there. Yeah, I mean, Mike Mike had a really 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 good season. Like, yeah, he's he's always been like the fifth best guard in the the West, but that's the problem. There's only like four guard spots to go to the All Stars. He's always been really good. Uh, borderline all-star like his whole career two-way guy uh, his teams are tough as shit and uh, uh he was fantastic this year uh especially bouncing back from the achilles injury uh that that's that hampered him at, uh was it last year or the year before i don't remember fez butter says point of attack uh bike uh yeah i mean he's he's what you need at the <laughs> point of attack woody 1547 says conley gets hunted sometimes on defense that's a See, but that's kind of a limitation of size. Like, that's not because Conley's yeah. a bad defender. That's just because if you have, like, Kawhi and LeBron, they'll hunt anybody, right? Like, those kinds of players will find you anywhere down the court. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're, they will look for your smallest guy. And it doesn't matter yeah. if your smallest guy is a good defender. They will find you. And they will kill you like Lowry. And, and that's why like, I, I like Lowry because he's a guy that just isn't hunted just because he's so strong. Right. Like, and, and in a way Harden isn't hunted that way either because Harden's really strong, right? You just want to run Harden through screen actions, but like, he's not like being picked out of an ISO and attacked, right? Like that's more right. guys like Curry and even, even Conley who's skinnier or, or whatever. So I would right. love Conley. He would be, you know, my second choice. I'd prefer Lowry just because I think Lowry gives you a little bit more 
on offense and and I think on defense he just fits him a little bit better because especially because uh O'Connor does get in the passing lanes really well and Miami does love to to kind of it, it helps grease their offense a bit too so uh he's really good uh I saw Curtis Hero says Clutch Adams saying that the perspective offer was Precious Hero Igadala for Love and Sexton I actually talked with Adam uh yesterday um and we kind of heard the same things so we're getting that information from from two different people uh, which I thought was interesting because Adam Adam was getting his information from someone and I was getting it from somebody else. So um, I don't know if Miami does that. I do think that that kind of makes their cap sheet a couple of years down the line complicated with Bam's extension. Jimmy's also kind of his his money's going up and they're going to extend him. Um, clutch uh, Adam. Oh, Adam's in chat. What's up, Adam? He says six man sex and with Duncan starting with Lowry. I, why why can't? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I think you want to bring. So I see, like, if you bring in Colin, I, I think it's to start him. But then you're paying Duncan to come off the bench. That makes it kind of complicated, right? Like, if they keep Duncan and they add Lowry, right? So you could. I mean, that, I don't know, Frankie. What would you do in that situation? Let's say that hypothetical that you have Colin Sexton, Duncan Robinson, and Kyle Lowry. What are you doing? Are you because you can't play Jimmy at the four. You can't start Jimmy at the four. I don't I don't like that. No. So I think that's out of the question. And I think you want to play Duncan at the two. Right. Uh that's tough, man. Cause you know, Sexton is proven already. He scored average 24 per game last season on good efficiency. So um, and you know, you, with Lowry, Jimmy, and and Bam, you have the a really good core of defensively, and you expect love to be a little bit better uh with a contender as opposed to what he's been doing in, in Cleveland. Um, I would probably start Sexton first to, to try it out. And then you can always go, go to him off the bench uh, and, and try that. But, uh, and it, it also, tough it also depends when, on Goron. It also depends oh, on Dragic's, if, Goron back. if they bring Dragic back, it's an off the bench role. And it's not even a, a question. No, no, but that's what I mean. Like if you don't have, if you have to trade Goron for any reason, if you have to include him for salary or, or whatever, he's gone in another move. Uh, then I'd probably move Sexton off the bench for sure to have that lead guy off the bench to, to handle the offense and, you know, tell, Hey, Sexton, get your numbers off the bench. But I, I think um, Dragic with with Sexton works too, especially especially off the bench. He'll just tear up second units, and yeah, you know, you want Colin to be an off guard, right? And and, and Dragic is a score for his point guard, but you know, he could still kind of help you. He he can organize a second unit. No, for sure. And Goran Goran's comfortable playing off the ball too, so you can give it to him. Run get can get him looks and stuff. Six man Sexton uh, does sound good. Woody fifty forty seven. I actually like the name of that. Six man Sexton. Sexy six man. Sexy six man. Uh, uh, if they if they get love, that's an easy kind of plug and play at the four yeah. with with Bam. I, I know that I always kind of clamber them to go smaller, but I think you start love um, with with space Bam at the floor. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah you and, and you go from there. And and if it's not a playoff lineup that you like, you can make the switch. It it will yeah. eat regular season minutes, which I think is important. And I think you know you can go with some love at the five. You know when Bam yes. sits, and I, I think that's good. You kind of have this three headed center monster and Deadman, Love and Bam. No, I, and, and in certain matchups, you can have Love guard the center as well. The like uh, that Brooklyn, um, not Brooklyn, Milwaukee. You can ha- definitely have uh, Kevin Love guarding Rob, um, Brooke Lopez and not bother you as much, and then have Bam on Giannis and, and switch it up and stuff. And you can still run a lot of handoffs with Love because he is a good passer. He's also a threat to shoot from out there in a way oh, that yeah. Bam's not. So you can run some. And fake he helps the rebounding, and the passing, and the transition game. He will force. He will force him into drop. Um, yeah, 
which I don't I don't know if that's a bad thing. I would like this team to run a little more drop. I I do think that, and I think we've seen in the playoffs that running drop is a precarious situation. I think sometimes you can make it work. You know, I think uh, Zubak has been done a really good job. Um, unfortunately, I know he's hurt, but I think Aiton has has done a really good job in that too. And and there are other examples like Gobert and Lopez that you know sometimes the drop doesn't look so good. Lopez is, is getting his minutes eaten, his minutes cut out. Um, you know, he's, you know, you, you want to kind of play Giannis at the five some more. So it really depends on your team and, and kind of what you have. But I do think that the diet, the defensive looks for Miami could improve if they add a little drop. Not that Kevin Love's a good defender, but I think it kind of allows them to not over switch. It'll help their rebounding. Not even just because Love's a good rebounder, just because they don't have to over switch. Because yeah. you're, you're kind of, Love's not going to switch. So you're kind of forcing no, and, yourself and into a drop. It, in this hypothetical that if you're saying you get Lowry as well, uh, you can absolutely have like Bam's not going to have to switch as much because Lowry can Lowry's going to be your point of attack. They're guy still going to they're still going to switch, but not as much. No, of course, but not as much. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so you're not going to have every possession. Lowry has to be guarding a guy, a big guy. And and underrated uh, thing is help defenders. Lowry and Love, great, great, great at taking charges. Yeah, and key culture, baby. He culture. We're gonna we miss I think, Kelly. I think if you have Kevin, you know, you really want a guy who can survive a point of attack because what you don't want to do is have two bad defenders, you know, in the main option, which is a one-five pick and roll, which is like the most common fucking action in the league. So I think you yeah. want to avoid you want to avoid that. You want to have somebody competent in the backcourt that can stay in front of somebody, and yes. you want to give love a chance and drop. And I, I think Frankie, Frankie, I'm curious what you think about this. And I've been wanting to talk about the Nikaias about this for a while. I think the Heat are the, the rare team where I think they're better in rotation. I think the Heat want to get in rotation. They want to get to flying around because that's where they're at their best. They're at their best when they get to kind of rotate, put pressure on passes. That's what they want. I don't. I think that they they had a top ten defense because of how good they are in rotation. Um, it depends because when they have I know the it's right weird bot, to say. personnel, no, no, because when they have the right personnel, they would they can play anyway and and be comfortable at it. I don't think Spo wants to switch and and uh, recover as much as you ha- he has to do especially off the ball. Uh but you know like we saw in the big 3 when he had LeBron, Wade, Bosh, he was he was wreaking havoc and and you know guard zoning up on the backside after uh, the traps were coming and the hedging and, and creating pressure to play the passing lanes. Uh, we saw a little zoning up, uh, you know, straight zone with Andre and and Jay and Trevor, uh, and to to help create some pressure. Um, I Jimmy as a help side defender was a fantastic this year. Um, at the and, nail so, too, man. Like yeah, at the nail. Um, Bam every Bam everywhere was fantastic this year. Like <laughs> they have they have the guy like the the two main guys you need. Uh, to make it a, a great defense, no matter what you do, uh, it's just the pieces around them that ha- that limit their full potential. So uh, if they get more athletic, and if they get a guy like Lowry who knows how to play defense and knows how to, uh, he can also QB from the front front side or the back side. He's gonna be calling out screens. He's gonna be talking. He's uh, on their the zone side will get better with him call- too. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, because they didn't have anybody at the top who can who could do anything. Or they can even run uh, their inverted zone because if he's their help man, because like the last yeah. the, not this him season, and Jimmy but the in season the before. Yeah, they would run their guards in the back and their bigs in the front to make the entry pass and, and any kind of movement in difficult. And if Lowry's your help guy, he's great at taking charges, really smart, quick hands. I, I like that a lot. 
Yeah, no, definitely. He's he's a guy who no, just knows how to play basketball. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, I love that he said that. Uh, Skinny McGee in chat says, bring back the trap and recover. I mean, they did some of that this season, and I think it worked a lot. I do think that if they had some better guards, it would be even better because Miami was kind of forced to only do it when they had a wing on the ball, so they would trap with the wing and the big, and I think they mainly tried to keep dead men out of that. I think Olenek yeah. was oddly like really good at it, which was like the thing. I, I thought to me that was the shocker of the season that Olenek, because they, they started that with Olenek on quickly. Right. So the first yeah, that they that, was, that they that unveiled that was in New York and it was mm-hmm. Olenek and Nunn or Olenek and whoever with the on ball guard was trapping quickly. And I was like, that's interesting. They haven't done that yeah. since LeBron was here. And it worked. And I thought that was I, and when they brought in Ariza, I thought it really kicked off. And they uh, that and that's why I kind of thought that they'd have something special. And, you know, credit to Nikias, because when we were talking about the Buck series, I was like, the, the trap, the trap and recover is something that I, I think is going to be a weapon for them. And Nikias is like, they're just they're not going to be able to go to that. Milwaukee has too much size to pass over those traps, even if if it's with Ariza and Jimmy. You know, Drew and these guys are are good at getting off the ball early and they have a lot of length and size. And, and he ended up being right. Um, but I thought for the most part, Miami this season, which is what they did against Philly, by the way, I thought Miami, I think Miami's at their best when they're in rotation and when they're doubling. And I think that they have kind of frankly, what you were saying, they have guys that know how to fucking play basketball. They're just missing a couple ingredients like this. The season ended in embarrassment, but I think that Miami has a lot of components that you can see are, are a skeleton of a really good team and they just made the finals, right? Like I think that their game plans on defense are really good. I think that they throw a lot of looks. They have the zone. They have different looks in the zone. They have the guards in the back or the guards in the front. So they have these different zone coverages. They have their, their two, two, one press, which Spo loved all year. Uh, they have the, the trap and recover. They have the, the drop with Deadman. They have the switching with bam. They have Jimmy. Sometimes they like Jimmy in the corner to, to kind of stunt in on the drive and then help out in that corner shooter. Or he kind of pre-rotates to the nail. The nail's like the free throw line area. So he's really like kind of playing free safety. Like they they throw a lot of looks and they really like bandage together a top 10 defense without a guard who can play and like playing Olenek a lot of minutes. And shout out to Olenek. I thought he was good. But Frankie, mm-hmm. they are, I, I don't think, I think they're a couple moves away. I don't think that Buck series is indicative of who they were. And I know no. that the season went sideways a lot of times, but it was really weird. Um, but I, I just think they're a move or two away from like legit being fucking scary. Uh, yeah, they definitely need some key pieces. Uh, they need a big move to get a key piece. They're, the biggest problem, obviously, aside from the short offseason, uh, was that Goron aged a lot in that short offseason. Yeah. And uh, he went from arguably their second best uh, offensive player. Uh, t- you can even make a case he was their best offensive player. He was player their best the scorer. He was their best yeah. scorer in the bubble, like until Jimmy no, he was crazy in the finals. But you, but you could make a case that he was their best offensive player the whole bubble, and and now he's like back to being you know the third or fourth, and that's that's a problem. They they he created a lot of pressure offensively uh, in in that playoff run, and and they missed that all season. They missed. They couldn't get healthy. Uh, and then when they got healthy, it was all must win games and, and if, and everything went to hell when they would lose it, one of those must win games. So, I mean, it was all up to them. There was no consistency all season with health or, or play. Um, does that loss against Atlanta look a little less bad now? Cause I mean, we've no. harped on it cause the, I mean, the Bucks no, just lost. it still looks horrible. It looks sad. I was, I was trying to, I was trying it was, to it was at home. It was at home. That they should have must win game. I still think they if, if Miami wins that game, they probably end up 
in the four five matchup and they get New York. And I, I just think Miami wins that series. And I yeah. think Miami beats Philly. Yeah. Because we're I, talking about the season. We're still doing shows regularly. <laughs> I said at the time that I did not like the Bucks matchup. And I thought that there were a lot of kind of indicators why I didn't like that matchup. And, and I still thought that they'd do better than they did. But there were a lot of indicators all season, particularly how they fared against drop, kind of the shooting other than Duncan. And I and I think Duncan running out of gas. And maybe Duncan would have Duncan probably would have run out of gas anyway. Cause I mean he he looked yeah. dead tired. It was a weird season, but I think that they're close. Frankie, I just I, I really am on that. Like I don't think they're that far away. And I don't think that the the front office has to over adjust uh to make that happen. I just don't. Right. No, they just have to make the right moves, uh, which it, it's just tough because this is the offseason where they've lost a lot of their, uh, you know, they don't have they have a, a, some cap space uh, but, and they have decisions to make with trades. But, you know, they, they have to find the right pieces around Jimmy and Bam because these are two of the most unique all stars in the league, uh, two of the most unique top 30 players in the league. That need a it's the best defensive tandem in the league, Frankie. I, I'm there. I'm. It's the best defensive tandem in the league. I'm with you, but the maybe problem people with, will say Embiid and Simmons, and I, I think you know you can could go either way. You could make an argument that you could, yeah. but but um, I I think versati- versatility wise, like defensively, they're, they're the top two tandem. But the problem is offensively is where you didn't have the shooting uh, juice that you had last year or the on ball. Uh, pressure uh, that Goran pressure, brought you, yeah. and uh, and you don't have the three level scorer that Goran was as well. You need that guy. You need that guy. Whether it's Sexton, whether it's the the dream of uh, of Lillard, whether it's Lowry, you need a, guys like that that can help put this team together and and kind of recreate some of that 2020 magic. Um. So I like what Speed this morning in chat said. He goes, this season ended perfectly because it's going to force the front office to make some changes. And I agree. And I kind of want to use that to yeah. transition to some talk about the front office. By the way, some people in chat are, are talking about their, their T-shirt shipments. Uh, DM the Heat Beat account. I know that some of the shirts, and particularly the white shirts, are on back order. I know that a couple of people have DM'd us. Uh, if, if you want an, an update on your order, send send at uh, MIA Heat Beat on Twitter a DM, and we'll kind of help you out and get that in order for you uh, and, and anything else that you have a question of. Um, the Heat front office. So Shane Battier, it was he was kind of linked to the Utah job, and I know that his relationship with Dwayne is good. And I, you know, Frankie, and I said this on Twitter, and I want to say it here on a more public platform. I just don't think it's a big deal. And I said it on Hangover Time last night, so I'm I'm really regurgitating the same take for a third time. Um, I I don't think it's a big deal when people leave the front office or leave the team. I think that. You have to understand that there is little upward momentum in this organization. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that the top of this organization has been set for a long time. That's the kind of stability that you want in an organization. Like Eric and Pat and Andy and Nick and Mickey and that brain trust is why this, that's what matters, right? So it's going to be hard to break into that echelon of decision makers. And I think that that led part of the reason why Dwayne chose Utah over Miami for ownership, which by the way, I, I don't I don't think it's that difficult to sell your ownership stake in a team and do something else. I mean, Jay-Z did it. Jay-Z was the owner of the Nets, sold his fucking ownership stake and is now, you know, started a sports agency. So it's not like Dwayne is tethered to Utah for the rest of his life, right? It's a minority stake, yeah. whatever that is. And that'll, I'm sure that'll sell. So 
to, to the point with Shane, it's like just because a guy leaves or just because Fizdale or, or Dan Craig or all these people leave, it's because like they know like, OK, well, like Fizzy and, and Dan Craig are like, well, I'm never going to get this head coaching job because Eric's still young. Right. And the day that Eric does decide to leave, you know, that the front office job it will be his if he wants it. And, and Pat doesn't seem like he's ready to go. And and Nick and, and Andy are still there. So, like, I don't blame like Shane for like wanting to go. That's not a bad thing. That just means right. that Shane has like his homie called him up and he's like, hey, dude, I know that, you know, you have a good job, but like, hey, we're offering you this like it's kind of a promotion. You're probably not going to get that there for a while. That doesn't mean that the organization is bad. It just means right. that like, hey, there's, like, there's not a lot of job opportunity and, you know, some people are going to leave. Yeah, we talked about this in chat. It's yeah. it's like real world. Like people leave jobs all the time because there's no room for growth. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to, it's a stagnant role, stagnant title. And uh, like you said, a lot of the guys at the top of the organization, uh, Pat, Nick, Spo, those guys are, are locked Andy. in those guys, Andy as well. Uh, those guys are locked into those roles and Zoe as well. And his, his, uh, VP role, uh, I forgot ex- exact title, but those guys are all, have all been there for a long ass time. And, they don't look like they're going anywhere for Shane to want to be, uh, have more responsibility and a bigger role, you know, that's, or more, even just more say that's, that's on him. He can do whatever he want and, and make his uh, own decision. My only concern is with the stagnant role with a stagnant um, front office is that some of these problems that we've seen over the years with the, uh, mishandling of of contracts and draft picks and and you know coming up short and not having anything to, to trade and and no draft picks to to utilize with this great scouting department that that's where my issues come in um that you you keep selling all these picks keep selling giving out these bad contracts and and you have the same guys there's no accountability for it cuz we're all bringing it back we're all running it back we ha- we never have a draft pick to use we never have a draft pick to trade we have to trade draft picks for we're we're trading fifth graders to to get off contracts now and then when, then when that time comes we don't have any anything to to trade for James Harden you know, it's it's this, you know, sometimes movement can be a good thing. Sometimes come some move moving around the, the cards can be a good thing. Not saying anybody specifically because we you know, they they're so strung out on, on making it clear that it's a, a like a, a five person, six person decision making thing that we don't know who who's who's leaning in what direction. But I think sometimes you have to you do need some movement in, in the top. Chat says a stagnant front office limits you up top and, and coming up with ways of thinking. I, I don't disagree with that, but I also think too many cooks in the kitchen is also a bad thing. So we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. And I, I, I like I don't think there's a perfect way to do this, like running an organization or, or running a team. There's benefits. There's benefits to everything. Right. There's when you have, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen, it's difficult to get stuff done. You you don't really have a lot of there's too many voices and it's tough to get like a unified voice on what kind of decision you make. That's never good. And you have it's just tough and you really take away the power from the people that should be making the decisions. And then which beat the things also true that if you don't have a lot of movement, you just kind of get the same kind of think tank, which is also yeah. a bad thing. Um, and and I, you just hope that that these aren't a bunch of yes men who or guys who think the same. Like that's this is I what I like I don't about think Shane. Spo and Pat think the same though. I don't. No, think no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying anybody specifically. I'm, but if if everybody has an equal vote in a five person group, and you four of those guys think the same, you know it doesn't matter what the fuck Spo thinks. Yeah, it's it's about the guys on them, and that's what I thought about Shane. That Shane, Shane when he was playing, he was challenged Spo, and uh, and what we we commend Spo for for being one of the the most uh, you know uh, open minded coaches in the league. And when you have somebody as smart as Shane Battier who is challenging this uh, this coach. You know, uh, you have you have somebody who's not going to be a yes man in, in the front office because, you know, spoke could easily be in, in playing time. Spoke could easily. All right, Shane, you don't want to listen to me. You want to think your own thoughts. Sit down, sit your ass down. I'm not going to listen to you. You know, and if, yeah. if Shane is doing that as a player, I know Shane was doing that in the front office. Shane is going to say what he speak his mind. And that's what uh, that's what excited me about his role. Now, granted, we don't know what the fuck his role was. We the organization is not under siege because Shane Batty doesn't want to be here anymore. No, I guess that's my all. point. Yeah, I guess not I guess all. people got to pump the brakes. People got to slow down. It, it's OK. It's all going to be fine. We're going to be fine. As long as I think Chef truly tweeted this out, as long as Spo and Pat and Andy are there. That's what matters. Those are the people that you want there. When one of those guys leaves, then you have a problem. Until then, I think you're fine. I think you're fine. I think you're fine. Uh, King Jock says the fact that Pat wants Drummond tells you they don't think the same. Yeah, it's true. And listen, sometimes it works. Yeah. Listen, I listen, Frankie. If, let's if say, Pat wants Drummond, if that's true, then we know where Pat needs to go next. Frankie, if we had a Miami Heat beat like if we ran an organization, right? And all of us ran the, <laughs> ran a team. We all think very differently about the game. 
And listen, sometimes I'd be right. Sometimes you guys would be right. Sometimes Nikias would be right. Sometimes Nikias would Listen, Nikias and I thought Blake Griffin was donezo. Nikias and I, anybody, any big over 30, uh, we don't like. And, uh, you know, we've been wrong. You know, Deadman, really good. Yeah. You also didn't like DeAndre Ayton. So I didn't. I didn't. I defended my take on Hangover Time, though. I defended. Yeah. yeah, at, the yeah t- sure. at the time, I, listen, it's a bad take, sure, but at sure, the sure. time, at the time, listen, shout out to DeAndre. Very well. Yeah. Killing Let's it. Go, sons. Uh, which which of the series have you been enjoying the most? Uh, I like the Suns matchup because uh, because the Hawks matchup like uh, the Hawks Bucks series I, I don't really enjoy like it, it's all predicated on injuries. It. Um, now it is. It, it wasn't before. <laughs> no, but I mean, even DeAndre Hunter has been out the whole series. Yeah, but and, DeAndre Hunter has been out the whole playoffs. Like DeAndre Hunter's been out like, the whole damn. But he, that's a key piece for them. That's a, that's one of their starters. Yeah, but they, they've been good without him. Yeah, but but that's another guy that if he's if he's healthy, you're not playing Solomon Hill minutes. And Solomon, I'm sorry, whoa, you know, whoa, love Solomon Hill. Excuse me, but he's he's been terrible in this series. Am I gonna have his, to mute you? His numbers are have been absolutely awful. And, that's and, right, it's Mr. Deadman. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but uh, uh, the, the you know the Phoenix uh, Clipper series has been a toss up. You know, I want Chris Paul to get that ring. Uh, I love Paul, I like Paul George and and uh, I'm ex- I'm happy to see him playing well too. So I'm kind of sad it's we can't slander him. Slandering him is fun. You know I feel bad because it's like I think bullying on Twitter is like one of the fun parts about Twitter, right? And the fact that Paul George is like playing well, it, it it's <laughs> kind of really like taking the sale out of the jokes. But if Chris Paul blows a three one lead, the jokes are back. No, that, that, my heart. Will- Oh, no, Frank. it's Joke Central. I'm here for jokes. I, I'm. I want it's Justice jokes. Yeah. Winslow back. Chad. Talk, Chad has turned on you, Frankie. Just better again. Chad has turned on you. For what? For, for for the solo slander. It's our guy. There's no solo slander, but he. They could make the on, finals. Man. We could have a back to back, Solomon Hill finals appearances. We're we're there. I mean, Giannis. Thankfully, <laughs> there's no structural damage to the ligaments. Uh, that's great news. We, but you know, he he's his timetable is is unclear right now, and man. I mean, could you imagine? You get you're Milwaukee. You get this generational talent. You get this guy who's gonna run the fucking league, and for two straight playoffs, he gets hurt. It's insane, man. I mean, last season was barely like. No, uh, yeah, but still, I mean, he did get hurt. I mean, he did get hurt, but it was it, like the, no, the series was over. Yeah, the, the series was over. Yeah, Miami had already won that series, but it's just you know your your guy get. I mean, this man's crazy. Like you, I think you think Kawhi watches that and says, mm, "I'm not going back." <laughs> straight pg you got it pg you oh, good man. do you think how, paul george how, wants Kawhi to come back or do you think paul george secretly doesn't no if like paul if like you can guarantee paul george can do it like without him like i paul george wants this for no, his like legacy. right now like i don't give you the guarantee like maybe they lose tonight like if i tell paul george right now paul you have a choice Kawhi can come back or not i look you think that paul george may like like it better this way he's hot yeah i think so too He's having fun. He does get all the blame, but he would get all the blame anyway because Kawhi doesn't catch any slander. <laughs> any it's slander. amazing. Kawhi is Kawhi slander-proof. Kawhi was awful last year. Kawhi, Kawhi was awful in that 3-1 uh, deficit. Yeah. Game 7, he was horrendous. Horrendous. No and slander. no slander. Slander-free. We, you know what we never talk about? You know, everybody says uh, the fucking Heat got got uh, lucky in 20, uh, 2013. We never give Kawhi any blame for fucking choking on those free throws. Nah, but he, he, was had, he wasn't. He wasn't. I don't Kawhi give a yet. shit. He I don't give Kawhi a fuck. Yet. He was 22. He was, no, no, no. It was all oh, Kawhi is a monster. He's matching up with LeBron James. I'll never forget. This is his league. Ah. 
like, Mike damn. Breen's call during that game when he's like a lot of pressure on a 21 year old. And I remember him saying that at the time. And I was like, oh, wow, that is a lot of pressure on a 21 year old. Uh, Shmita says, did you see Barry's article saying a Heat player questioned why they traded Depot for Kelly? Uh, listen, I did. I I asked that. Uh, that did, did Barry quote me, baby? I was on here. I was out ahead of that take. I was the first one on that take. I was like, can they can they afford to lose Kelly Olynyk? Colon my column. <laughs> no belly ball. I'm telling Frankie. Did I was that was that not my take? I was, and oh, you was. know that I was a miserable fucking asshole when that trade went down because I was mad that they didn't get Kyle. Yeah, I know. You were you're talking about the season was dead in the water. I did. I did talk about the season. Man, I still can't believe all the people played four fucking games and got hurt. That's out that's outrageous. Butchers of Biscayne, man. This is why Kawhi would never come to Miami. Under <laughs> talked about the guy said that in the chat. He's like, I know, I, I saw his take. Well, yeah, why would Kawhi I want to give credit? Why would Kawhi want to come to Miami's medical staff of all places? This motherfucker, I want to give credit to Nikaias. Well, when he steals one of our takes, he just takes takes it. That's it. Nikaias or me? No, you. Oh, all the time, baby. <laughs> Fucking oh god, you're the That's worst. What I do, be. huh? This is what you know when you were talking about. Like, if all of us had like a uh, a heat, our own organization and, w- and make our decision, I thought you were gonna say like if we all collectively made it, like made decisions together, like it, 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 it things would be different, you know. But no. G G would vote whatever Alf says because he's terrified of Alf. Even though I'm G's Alf's our employee, boss. I work for Alf. The boss man has no gonads in these decisions. This is whatever Alf says. He's like, okay, yes, Mister, yes, Mister Nine Five Four, yes, Mister Sydney. <laughs>